Welcome into Crossover Thursday, everybody. I am Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast for Cardinals fans and for my Vikings fans here with Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals talking Vikings Cardinals. Very weird game <laughs> probably <laughs> coming up between a couple of teams who are used to being called fakers. <laughs> this crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Just pick two to five of your favorite players and whether or not they will do better or worse than their prize picks projection. If you're right, you can win up to 10 times your money. And if you go to prizepicks.com or download the app, you can use promo code locked on on sign up to get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That is prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app. Alex. Tell me what I need to know about the Arizona Cardinals. Will Kyler Murray show up to this game or will he be too busy playing the new Call of Duty? I mean, I'm really happy that they won on Thursday against New Orleans when Modern Warfare 2 or whatever it is came out. Because if they would have lost by 40, it would have been this storyline that would never end. At least it's well, at least it's been subsided for now, I think. But now it's the new multiplayer. So the game came out and everybody could play the campaign. Nobody cares about the campaign. Now it's the multiplayer. Oh. This is what gets oh. people stuck. So this is really the week where we got to worry about that homework clause. Got it. I just passed out. I just fell asleep when you were telling me that because I was so bored. So I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I get it. Multiplayer. I get it. I get it. I get it. No. So here's the thing. The thing about the Cardinals, and I know, like, it's it's a great joke and, like, it's that's one of those weird stats where it's like it can't be uh it's coincidental or circumstantial. Random it can't be. There's yeah. no way yeah, an yeah. NFL player is getting left. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean it happened to Paxton Lynch. So Yeah, and Paxton Lynch is woo, making about as much money as I am right now, wherever he is. Um the interesting <laughs> part about the Cardinals moving on. And like as we talk about this matchup, we're gonna get into, you know, the key matchups that you know, the big storylines sure. and everything. But do you think before we jump in? Do you see a direct correlative storyline-wise from the Cardinals starting 7-0 last year to the Vikings starting 5-1 and this year where it's like the Vikings, it didn't come out of nowhere like it seemingly did with the Cardinals where everything happened in a vacuum for them. But is the fraudulency or potential of it in Minnesota palpable among the fan base? Yes. So the wins are super fake feeling. Um, you know, you get like we – you could – discredit every one of them if you really tried you could ah oh, they beat aaron Rodgers week one but week one aaron Rodgers has been weird for a while it's a fluke whatever like they needed a double doink against the stupid saints that you guys just put up like 42 <laughs> on um you know they gave up an 18 point lead against chicago and justin fields four days before they had that thursday night game against the commanders that like proved that they were very bad you know they barely beat the lions um this last game against miami it was two backup quarterbacks like you could go through each and every one and we've had those conversations on Lockdown Vikings a lot about like, is it real? What is real? Does it matter if it's real? Where we're at right now, my opinion of the Vikings is that they're probably closer to a slightly above average team. Call it a six and five finish the rest of the way. Well, that would be 11 and five uh, or 11 and six in and probably an NFC North title. So does it matter anymore? Like they're five and one and there's a positioning thing to like, even with the Cardinals, they kind of totally collapsed, still made the playoffs. Right. Um, and it's a matter of, will they be a paper tiger in the playoffs? But I think the difference, the key difference to me is, and I believed so hard in those Cardinals. I think I talked to you about it last year. Oh yeah. Um, they were like one of my favorite teams to watch. And I think the key is that these Vikings are learning new stuff. And the, the biggest problem right now is 
guys having a new job than what they've had for the last eight years under Mike Zimmer and not being used to it. The progressions are a little different and Kirk Cousins is still learning that stuff. Um, the Eric Kendricks is doing more spot drop zone than he's ever done in his career. And he's struggling with some of those things. Daniel Hunter is rushing from a two point stance. He's backing off into coverage. He's reading plays differently. Everything's a little bit slower. And what I've noticed, and this is super subjective, but what I've noticed is every game that stuff has gotten a little bit cleaner. And so the hope is they can kind of come out of the bye with a little bit of a self scout and get those things together and, and hopefully get better as the year wears on and not worse. That's the difference. But in terms of the first few games, yeah, don't start putting your money on Viking Super Bowl futures just because they started five and one. They're closer to the way we look at like the Giants five and one right now than like the Bills five and one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think with the Cardinals, it's more the way I've talked about it on Lockdown Cardinals is the only the, the only thing that's worse than having a problem is not knowing why there is a problem. And I feel like offensively, sure. we are witnessing. A, we don't know what the hell's going on and why there is a problem. Really? Is it clear? That's what I was going to ask you. Is like, what's well, yeah, wrong? I mean, well, because we don't we don't know. Like, so okay, so confirmation bias is abound in Arizona. It, like, sure. if you believed in Cliff and, and Kime this offseason and everything, well, it's Kyler's fault. If you are a Kyler Murray guy, like I am, it's this offseason's been like, pay the dude, shut up, and let's play football. And now those two, like, it's like with the Pacific and and uh, Atlantic Ocean meet. It's like, what is going on here? And is it Kyler not emerging as a guy you thought would be an elite mm. quarterback? Or is Cliff Kingsbury not building an ecosystem like he's supposed to in massaging and grooming a young quarterback into being great? And when I see Brian Dayball over in, in New York, it's like it took a head coaching change to turn Daniel Jones into a 6-1 and one quarterback. And that's not all him. It's the defense. It's Saquon Barkley. It's lucky bounces. But I feel like, Kyler Murray is doing it more on his own than other elite quarterbacks or, or potentially soon to be elite quarterbacks. And I think that's the oil and water that we're seeing. Um, and the defense has kept this team afloat. Even though you look at the, the points against, it's mm -hmm. brutal. They gave up 78 points, I think, in week one and week six, or week one and week seven combined. But between that, they have 44 burger to Kansas City week one. So, like, you throw that week oh, one away, okay. they've, given up, they've given up 23 points or less in week two through week six. And they're looked at as the strength and stability of this team when that's not what they're built to be. They're not built to win games. They're built to set the table for the offense to eat. Sure. Do you think DeAndre Hopkins fixes like some portion? Like what portion of this does it fix to have like your number one dude back? It did it for a week. And then now it's can Cliff, can Cliff Kingsbury build a game plan where everybody on the planet knows there's going to be double, there's going to be spy, there's going to be triple. They're going to bracket DeAndre Hopkins to take out of the game, you would think, and make Cliff Kingsbury build a game plan around that. And we'll see what happens. Maybe we have a matchup here then, because the Vikings building game plans against mobile <laughs> quarterbacks has been something of a thing. Uh, and, and just the defensive coaching in general and the scheme. Um, you would think they would do some of the obvious stuff, but they are very much... We'll talk about it in a sec. They're very much in a, this is the game that we play and we're just going to try to execute it as well as possible and whatever you do against it, whatever. Um, it has not been as adaptable as I think it can be in the future. But again, guys are screwing up too much. So they have a pretty limited hand of cards to play. Uh, no pun intended. Alex, I'm looking for some sweatpants. Do you know where I can find them? So we were lucky enough here at 
the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, to get Bird Dog's attire. I got mm -hmm. the sweatpants and I got the shorts, both of which have liners in them. It's starting to get cooler here in Arizona and then across the country, obviously a little bit even more cool. Here's the thing, okay? I'm not a sweatpants guy. I never have been. I wear shorts. I wear jeans. I put these babies on. I haven't, well, I've washed them, but I haven't taken them off, okay? They're higher quality than Lululemon and 20 <laughs> bucks less. <laughs> you just shower well, with mean, them and like give them a little scrub and... Like, you know, I you wear a huge trash bag just so I can keep them on. Uh, they're perfect for fall <laughs> golf. You may not play like Tiger Woods, okay? But you'll feel just as good. It Like, the deal is comfort is a thing. And there's that weird temperature-wise where 65 degrees, 60 degrees, where you don't want to wear jeans, you don't want to wear shorts, you need something in the middle. Berg Dog's got them. And if it's still a little bit warm where you live or you like to frolic around your place in shorts, they've got those too. They've got everything you need to cover your body and – the comfortable liner, everything. Okay. Go to birddogs.com, enter promo code locked on, and they'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. It's a pretty sweet hat. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. You will not take th these things off. I promise. And I do love them, but not to the point of wanting to propose or buy a ring for them. If I were to, our next sponsor, Blue Nile, would have me covered. Whether you're looking to pop the question, <laughs> I thought you like that. Yeah, really, it's just pro. Whether you pop, where you're looking to pop the question, <laughs> have a milestone to celebrate, or want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. Um, they're the largest selection online, independently graded diamonds and, and uh, pieces priced uh, significantly below traditional retailers. They've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. And the biggest thing here, I don't know anything about jewelry or rings or anything they've got 24 7 like uh support available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget like they walk your walk you through that's the coolest thing about this company besides the actual uh jewels themselves shop stress-free with blue niles 100 satisfaction guarantee all blue nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging make your moment sparkle with blue nile go to blue nile.com and use code locked on to save 50 bucks on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com, code locked on, to save 50 bucks on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, code locked on. So it is October, and that makes it a golden age for men's sports. NBA, NFL, MLB, World Series, NHL, all in-season or in postseason. Um, great time. And to keep up on all of that, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast with our good pal and colleague, Peter Bukowski, uh, breaking down everything from the national stage on all sports. So let's talk a little bit about matchups here. Crossover Thursday, I am Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings here with Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. <laughs> let's follow up on kind of what I teased there. Uh, the Vikings have basically played a too high may have called, heard it called like shell coverage, which is not a very good word. I don't like that word, but you know, umbrella, whatever you want to say. Um, they have sort of lived in this too high safety, very soft, a lot of zone, a lot of very conservative, keep it in front of you, make the tackle kind of stuff. They've struggled a lot with containing quarterbacks. It feels like, and I've been saying this to, on every one of these crossovers, do you need a get right game? Cause this is your get right game. The Vikings defense has been really messy. And they've given up. They, they let Teddy Bridgewater throw for 350 in three quarters last week uh, or before the bye. 
So if you need a get right game, but it sounds like the, the Cardinals have had just as much trouble taking advantage of defensive mistakes as the Vikings have had preventing those defensive mistakes. So this side of the ball feels like whoever can pull their poop in a group <laughs> can win the game. You like that? <laughs> oh God, I'm going to use that. That is the PG yes. version of one of my favorite things to say. Nice work. Yep. Anyways, we're keeping, yeah. we're, we're going to keep that explicit rating off of this. <laughs> What do we oh got? We got 18 minutes. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I say that all the time. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Luke, because the Cardinals offense now is going to look different than it did to the first six weeks, having DeAndre Hopkins back, Robbie Anderson. I talked about this before the Thursday night game. You could potentially have a net positive offensively for the Cardinals in the skill position group losing Hollywood Brown and adding DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie Anderson. Even though Hollywood Brown has been a bona fide wide receiver one through the first six weeks, hmm. Robbie Anderson, Rondell Moore, and DeAndre Hopkins both have very different and weird skill sets when you piece them together. And yeah, you got a speedster, you've got a, an underneath kind of shifty dude, and then you've got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, who's just so, yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see what the game plan is going to look like defensively. And listen, if there's ever a get-right game that Kyler Murray needs, he needs to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like, he hasn't looked good this year, by all accounts, even though he put on his cape and, and saved the Cardinals' uh, keisters uh, in Vegas uh, with his miraculous comeback in Week 2. But he hasn't looked good. So, yes, the Cardinals absolutely need a get-right game. And it seems like that's what, what they could potentially have. At least a plate will be set for that. Now, for me, it's Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. Um, but But the main thing is – if Kirk Cousins can have his tea parties in the backfield, that's what I call him. Like if the Cardinals can't put any pressure on him, Kirk Cousins will pick. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's mm. not as much as of late. Not as much as of late. But I do remember last year, Kirk Cousins had three touchdown passes in the first quarter or in the first quarter and a half in Arizona. Something um, like that. There was a yeah, bust was, in there, like a really bad coverage bust in there. There was some weird Oh, that's stuff. right. That was a weird yep. game. Yeah, that was, I think it was the second play of the game that Byron Murphy fell down yeah. or something. And it was, that's right. Um, if Kirk, I, Kirk Cousins, say what you wish, and I know you say a lot, I'm sure about him, but <laughs> he's like NFL quarterbacks, when they have time in the pocket, the majority of the time they're going to make the right throw. You think mob sure. averages, and you have arguably the best young receiver in the NFL, Adam Thielen, still one of the better possession receivers in the NFL, and still one of the best red zone targets we've seen in the last 20 years uh, from what we've seen over the last couple of years for him. And Dalvin Cook's Dalvin Cook. Like, it's nightmare fuel for me if the Cardinals can't get to Kirk Cousins. That's pretty much – that's the big matchup that I'm looking for, and I'm okay. hoping they can. I think I think I'm going to – if that's the case, I think that helps me make the decision I'm going to pick the Vikings to cover here because the O-line has been one of the pleasant surprises of the year. Mm -hmm. um, we have a breakout left tackle in Christian Derrissaw, truly breaking out. Um, he is putting people in the ground. He's been phenomenal. Um, the interior has been a lot more sound. I would still say the interior offensive line is like of anything on the on the offense is probably the weakest spot, but it's not what it's been in previous years where those guys would hold the team hostage. It's like, hey, yeah, you could probably get a pressure or two up the middle, um, but nothing more than anybody else is suffering. They're probably a below average interior offensive line. Um, they've been able to keep Cousins a little cleaner this year. 
they've struggled with their blitz pickups, which I think is a different issue than what you're getting at. Yeah. Um, they've struggled getting to, to hot reads. Sometimes they don't even have a hot route. Like they've, that's been a, a bigger struggle on offense, but I will say this season, I think you can see the effect that O'Connell has had on Kirk cousins. He's playing a lot looser for better or worse. Sometimes he's, he's thrown some boneheaded interceptions, but mm-hmm. um, he's a little more willing to take a throw that isn't picture perfect. He's a little more willing to go, okay, that that's a little bit of a messy look, but I think I can swing it. And that has gotten him into some trouble, but we kind of will take that because it's also led to some pretty cool throws. Um, and he's, he's had time back there on straight dropbacks and stuff. They also use a lot of play action, which can sort of neutralize a play, uh, uh, pass rush. And, I, but mainly it's the, the two tackles have played very well. So if you're going to get pressure, you're getting it up the middle or you're not getting it at all. Um, and it, 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 the way you make it sound, if the Cardinals aren't capable of doing that, then yeah, I, I think this could be a cleaner day for, for cousins back there. Yeah. See, there's a couple things that are kind of in flux. They're kind of fluid. It, the fact is like the blitz, the blitz packages have gotten better. Like uh third round pick Cameron Thomas, has had a couple sacks in the last couple of weeks. David Collins has gotten in the backfield on blitz packages. The interior of the offensive line is going to be looking at Zach Allen. And Zach Allen's a guy that's really emerged in his, geez, fourth year, I think. He hasn't been healthy. He's been under the wing mm. of J.J. Watt. Like, you know when I, – I've been equating it like this. A 15-year-old being taught by a 25-year-old how to drive right when they get their driver's license doesn't translate or doesn't resonate as much as an 18-year-old learning how to really drive from a 25-year-old. And Zach Allen's been in the league long enough hmm. to where he's not just looking starry-eyed at J.J. Watt like, I'll listen to anything you say. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll carry your golf clubs. And a, I, I'll, yeah. I'll learn about the a method of, of being great. Right. But now it's like really yeah. real-life application of what made J.J. Watt great. Zach Allen's learning but through osmosis and through being around him all the time. And, hmm. and it's really it's really something. It's really been nice to see. And he's going to earn a second contract with the Cardinals. So he's going to be the terror in the interior and we'll see what, what holds up there. Now, the only thing, and I do want to ask is before we get to our predictions, of the next segment, like what I'm seeing from over here, hundreds and hundreds of miles away is a run first offense, learning how to be a pseudo pass first offense. Like, wasn't it always Dalvin yeah. cook? Wasn't it always, you know, it, whoever, who, yeah, who, is their ty- who is their, uh, who is their fullback that there was the backup running back. That was great. CJ like, ham, baby. Still. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, and well, but there was another running back there. I can't. I cannot remember before Alexander Madison. Madison. Yeah, but oh, it, it was it was a couple Madison, years before. like Latavius Murray. Yeah, maybe. Jared McKinnon but, was there. Yeah, but it was it was very run centric, and then you had Adam Thielen. You had some wide receiver pieces, but does, is it turning into more pass first, Lucy Goosey, Kirk Cousins offense? I mean, Dalvin Cook's numbers aren't what they were last year for sure. It feels like it. And they definitely have prioritized the run game less. Like there's not a lot of schematic effort going into making the run game a genuine like weapon, but it's still very much part of things. Like they haven't just become like the bills just saying, screw the run game. We're just going to throw yeah. it 80% of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people expected that with, with O'Connell, but he, they lead the league in play action. And so the run game is like part of it. It's a slightly different version of the run game. It's a little bit less like get out to the boundary every single play. There's more mid zone. There's more duo. Um, it's a little more physical looking. And I, but I do think that they are a wide zone team running a mid zone scheme. And mm. that has created, I mean, they've struggled to get pushed sometimes. Um, they've, the, the reads are a little bit different and, you know, everything is just like a little slower because everybody's learning something new, whatever position they play, everybody's got something new to get. 
Um, but I would say they are a Justin Jefferson team. Everything is built to open up Justin Jefferson. Like everything funnels to him. The run game is meant to get play action to him and it's meant to get a safety in the box so he can get a one-on-one. Everybody else's route, like Jefferson's the first read on like every play. Um, and everybody else's route is either clearing things out for Jefferson or becoming uh, a, a punish for if you bracket Jefferson and you're going to have something else, you know, you're going to have a one-on-one somewhere else. So the the way the Vikings offense has operated this year, if you have the corners, and this is my question to you, if yeah. you have the cornerbacks to double Justin Jefferson, so you'll need to have a safety on top of him and then somebody mm-hmm. playing like trail underneath him. You have mm-hmm. to. Any, but every Marshawn Lattimore couldn't handle him one-on-one. And that's like, that's Lattimore. That's like a premier corner. Um, And then you need somebody who can one-on-one with Adam Thielen without getting 10 million holding penalties like the Lions did. And you need to be, you need to have a third guy that can one-on-one with KJ Osborne, who's no slouch himself. If you can do that, the Vikings offense has a lot of trouble. Um, But there's only been a couple teams who can do that. The Eagles had a great game. How many teams can do that? Yeah. The Eagles, the Eagles did it and the lions did it, but at the cost of getting way too many flags and kind of sunk their game because of it, but that was it. Yeah. I mean, Byron Murphy's really emerged. There were a lot of ifs on the, on the defensive side of the ball going into the season because they didn't do a whole lot this off season to replace Chandler Jones, to replace a leadership role like Jordan Hicks, who's now with the Minnesota Vikings, you know, like Byron Murphy has emerged as as a CB1, or as close to what we've seen as a CB1 the Cardinals have had since Patrick Peterson came to the league 12, 14 years ago. You know, like, it's been a long time. And he's, he's cooking done... a little bit, by the way. Huh? He's cooking a little bit, by the way. I mean, he's old. Ooh, he's Peterson? giving everybody a lot of cushion. Yeah, he's giving everybody a lot of cushion. He's not the speedy guy. He'll get run by a couple times, but he's made a couple of great plays, had a super heady interception in week six against Miami. Yeah, and he actually, I think he, he had some really good defensive plays against the Cardinals last year. Uh, when they came to Phoenix, but sort of. it, it's a work Lost in progress. Touchdown to Hopkins. It's a work in progress. Marco Wilson, he was NFC player of the week, which was interesting. He had the pick six and the wee, you know, into the end zone. If you yep, don't yep, say yep, that yep. every time you see that picture, I mean, that's your, your inner child's dead, it's which we never want to art. Have. You know? It's yeah. So, um, so Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton's there. Like the cornerback room is the weakest group of this team. At least it was on paper going into the season, but Byron Murphy's really emerged as a guy that you can trust. The majority of the time he started this way last year, fell off. We'll see if he can hold Justin Jefferson to under eight for 140 and two touchdowns. That's really the goal, isn't it? Um, Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think two teams have gotten Justin Jefferson under 100. If I, I'm doing that off the dome, I might be wrong. But just the Eagles and Lions have kept Justin Jefferson under 100 yards. Um, he's gotten hundred yard games in the other four of, of six. It's been pretty crazy unless you sell all the way out to stop him. And if you sell all the way out to stop him, you can still lose the game. Um, so I'm looking at the over under right now at bet online. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec and we'll do our predictions coming right up. Simply safe. Um, here's a sports analogy for you. I like to mix it up. Simply Safe is an entity in and of itself. These guys are titans in their business, okay? When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone, okay? And you have the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. It's Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you always know your home safe, okay? With 24 7 professional monitoring, as I mentioned, Simply Safe's agents 
call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not at home or can't be reached. Simply say blankets are home and protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras uh, for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when a threat is real, not when it's your cat or bunny rabbit if you're Luke Braun jumping around, and even hazardous sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Alex. Vikings favored by three and a half at home. Over under right now, as of this recording, and I believe it's been fluctuating at Bet Online, is at forty nine. Um, what do you got? I don't know. I mean, like, so, <laughs> so, so, like, when you said, like, there's so many. This is such a litmus test game for so many different reasons for each team. Like, the Cardinals moved to four and four. Their their season is kind of saved. If they go to three and five, it could be a fire sale at, at who knows before the trade deadline. We'll see if Minnesota yeah. is legitimate. They beat a team. I mean, the Cardinals are world beaters this year. But the hook is what gets me. Like, if it were two and a half, I'd take Minnesota without thinking about it. Three and a half makes me think I'm going to give the points. I'll lay the points, and I'll say Minnesota's going to win by at least four just because I haven't seen it from the Cardinals in a team that wasn't completely decimated by injury. I just haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And the over-under, like, the more it's high, but scored, I don't think it's high enough. Yeah, I mean, but the more points scored, I feel like a shootout – benefits the Cardinals. Minnesota, we've seen it, can win very ugly. And I don't think the Cardinals are built to win ugly. So I'm going to take the mm -hmm. under because if it's the over, I think the Cardinals have a much better chance of winning. So to make my first point more stable, I'm taking minus three and a half and um, and taking the under 49. What about you, Luke? Yeah, and, uh, so that line implies a 26 to 23 about Vikings victory, right? That would just about satisfy it. Um, I am taking an over on that and I'm also taking the Vikings minus three and a half. Here's how, how I see this one going. A, the Vikings have struggled a lot with containing mobile quarterbacks. Justin mm -hmm. Fields ran for a ton on them. Skylar Thompson ran all around him. Teddy Bridgewater isn't even mobile. He ran all around him. Um, they have struggled a lot with, with that contain and their pass rushes. Their pass rushes are probably the, the furthest thing from a completed, like from its final form. Um, their four man rushes and their blitzes and stuff are just such a work in progress that I think like take what I don't care what Kyler Murray's rushing over is take it. it it's going to, he's going to get 90. Like it's insane. Um, and I think that's going to be what this game comes down to is if the Vikings can pull that problem together, I think they can keep up with the rest. Deandre Hopkins will get his, um, you know, you'll get your production and they're going to give up points. They give up points to everybody, but I think they'll be able to, keep up at least and that's why i feel pretty good about the vikings in this one because of the stuff that you said if they don't have like a really dynamic interior pass rush you know i mean look aaron donald's and fletcher cox's are going to have a game but if you don't have that you know this it gets a lot harder to get pressure on cousins and if you don't have pressure on cousins and you can just sit back there all you'll lose to everybody right yeah. um and especially if the other weakness of your team is cornerback that just isn't the recipe like that's just the recipe you need a different recipe for the, these Vikings. It's just a different way that everybody has shown to beat them. Unless you can find a brand new way to beat the Vikings, which sure it's week seven, right? That's not completely outside the realm of possibility yeah. at all. But I, I, I feel 
pretty good about the Vikings in this one. Um, I don't feel so confident. I'm not guaranteeing or anything, but I feel pretty confident in, in covering the the three and a half. Um, I feel the most confident, though, in Kyler Murray, Murray rushing over. He is going to convert a stupid third and 19 on the ground with his legs. I bet your mortgage on that. <laughs> it's just what happens to the Vikings. But I want one more prediction from you yeah. before we wrap this up. I'm sure your listeners have heard this way too many times, but mine haven't. Does Cliff Kingsbury make it to the season's end? as head coach of the head of the Arizona Cardinals. We're having a good time here. We're talking 20 and a half minutes and you got to bring this mess up. <laughs> you and I, Luke, we get to talk once yes or twice. Or no. Does, year, he bastard. Does he make, uh, or is, is it black Monday or is he fired at things? No, no, no. I, pff, like, here's the thing is I, this is what I've said. And I'll continue to say, it doesn't have anything to do with the money that he's owed or their win loss record. Never. Now it's the ego of the owner, Michael Bidwell. He will not admit that he's wrong and pull the Band-Aid off and pull the ripcord before that contract extension even comes into play, which starts at the beginning of next year. So mm-hmm. I still hold true what I tweeted out, and I will leave this for you Vikings fans, what I think over here. What I tweeted out when I found out that Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime got extended this offseason, I tweeted out Kyler Murray should request a trade today. And I still hold true that Cliff Kingsbury is holding Kyler Murray back. Will he get fired before the end of the season? No. Should he? If they lose the next two games, he should have got fired in 2019 before he got fired. So, yes. Should he? Yes. Will he? No. 2025 starting Viking quarterback Kyler Murray. You heard it here first (laughs) from Alex Clancy at Locked On Cardinals. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, and we do this every Thursday for every game. So make sure you tune in to your favorite Locked On show on Thursdays before the game. And uh, we'll see you all next time.